welcome back to Keeping It OD podcast and happy Monday. So in today's episode, we'll be discussing all things OAT. I know a lot of you had mentioned that you're super excited and nervous about this episode and don't know where to start. So hopefully you can find this helpful in preparing for the OAT. So I'll also be um, sharing my own personal experience with taking and studying for the OAT, as well as answering some of the questions that you guys sent me about the OAT. So before I go ahead and get started and talk about how to prep for the OAT, I just want to make sure that all of you understand what the OAT is and what it stands for. So the OAT stands for the Optometry Admissions Test, and it's a standardized test much like the ACT and SAT, and it is a requirement to apply and interview for optometry schools. Now, um, 2020 is an exception. I know some schools... Um, have decided to waive the requirement or accept other forms of standardized testing. Um, But in general, the OAT is a um, cornerstone of your optometry school applications. So the exam consists of um, um, questions on science topics, um, intermediate math, and um, reading comprehension. So Now that you know that, we can go ahead and talk about how to prepare for it and how to do really well on it so you can become a very competitive optometry school applicant. All right, so now that we've gone over what the OAT is, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the OAT tests you on. So there's four different sections, and then after the first two sections, you have a 30-minute break. So the first section is the natural sciences section. So that consists of 90 questions, 30 biology questions, um, 30 general chemistry, and 30 organic chemistries. And then after that section, you're going to have about three or four um, reading comprehension passages that you're going to answer some questions on. Um, And then after you finish those two sections, you get your break. So after you come back from break, you do have a physics section. That's its own section. Um, Also about, I want to say 30 to 40 questions. I'm not um, 100% sure on that. Um, And then the last section is the quantitative reasoning or just math section. It's very intermediate, algebra-based. So these are the four sections that you will be tested on on the OAT. And there's so many resources that I'm going to go into, but I just wanted to go ahead and just give you the layout in case you weren't familiar. So now that we've discussed what the OAT is and what's on the OAT, how do you prep for the OAT? So the first type of prep that I'm going to talk about is knowing when you're applying and what year you're going to graduate, what year you're going to start optometry school. Just Again, going off of what I mentioned in the last episode, having a plan. So I'm going to share a little bit about what I did, my experience with the OAT. So I took the OAT this past summer, summer of 2020, um, and I also did apply this summer um, to be accepted into the fall of 2021. So in case you're not familiar, you usually take the OAT and apply one year before you're wanting to start optometry school. So you do it in 2020 to start in 2021 and so forth. 
Um, but when I was doing my little OET plan and um, schedule plan for undergrad, um, I started in the summer of 2019, actually. So that was the summer um, before my junior year, but it was going to be the last summer before I take the OAT. So I wanted to make sure that I have all the courses that are going to be covered by the OAT. So entering junior year, I had already completed biology, um, general chemistry, and organic chemistry one. So junior year came around and I took organic two, physics two, and physics one, obviously. So that's um, my first tip is to make sure that you've completed all the um, courses that are going to be on the OAT. Now, they're not going to tell you you can't take the OAT if you don't have those courses, but it's going to help you when preparing for the OAT because you're not learning the material for the first time. Um, you have to keep in mind that prepping for the OAT is largely just a review of topics and review of material previously learned. Um, if you find yourself that you're having to teach yourself new materials for the OAT, maybe you need to take either more time with the material or, you know, you want to go ahead and just have a little refresh with your undergrad courses. Um, because the OAT studying should largely be um, topic review, and it has everything to do with how you sit to take the exam. So that brings me to my next topic, which is prep materials. So now you've, um, you know, planned out your undergrad schedule. You know when you're taking the OAT. You know when you're applying. Um, so the other thing that you have to keep in mind is, okay, what prep courses um, do I want to invest in um, and set a budget, okay? Because just to sit down for the exam alone is around $490, I think, is what I paid. Um, so that's a big chunk of money. So again, starting a year before taking the exam really helpful because you can still work while you're undergrad, you know, again, get those um, teching hours and more experiences. You don't even have to work as a tech. Just make sure, you know, you're doing something with your time that you can include on your application. That's really important. Um, so, yeah, you do have to set a budget for yourself. How much money are you willing to spend on the whole OAT process because that's a separate budget from applications because applications will run you anywhere from $180 to $1,000 or even more depending on how many schools you're applying to. Um, if you get any secondaries, those usually range from $50 to $75. Um, so when I was doing um, the budget prep, I looked, you know, at my um, physics packets, organic books, notes, things that I have, because you can use that even though it's not specifically OET prep material. The OET is going to test all of the topics you've learned in physics. They're not going to introduce some like new OET special physics section. 
it's the exact same things that you learned in your physics one and two. Um, but the OET books, what they're going to teach you is how to take the exam. Because most, most likely, if you've taken the courses and you've done well and you made it this far, you know your materials. Um, what people usually have trouble with is knowing how to take the exam. So that's when prep materials come in very handy. There's so many options when it comes to prep materials, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you my budget and what I decided to use. Um, but I'll also be mentioning some of the stuff that um, some of my peers did use and they found really helpful. Um, so the budget I set for myself was no more than $300 because I knew that um, if I'm not going to be working or taking any classes that I can, you know, do a self-paced study. Um, I didn't want to spend, you know, one to $2,000 on a prep course. Um, you know, if you feel like that's going to be beneficial to you, you can go ahead and do that. You know, people that have done that have done really well, and I'm not saying that they're a bad resource, but this is just not what I use to prep. So um, for topic review, I just, again, just went through my old notes. Those were really helpful just to kind of, you know, freshen up the material and just kind of, you know, familiarize myself or re-familiarize myself with the topics and then find out what my weaknesses were and what I needed to focus on. So I bought the gold standard books. I bought the one for chemistry and the one for physics. Um, those were really helpful just to do some topic reviews. I used those for the first couple of weeks um, just to see, you know, where I'm at and what topics I mastered and what topics I need to maybe a little bit more review on and what topics I completely have forgotten. So I used those two books. Um, I also got the um, Kaplan book. This by far, I would say, was the best resource ever because the full-length exams, there's two in the book, and those are very, 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 very similar to the real deal. Um, can't recommend this book enough. If there's only one thing that you want to buy, it will be this book because, well, I'm not sure if they write the exam or not, but it was very, very, very similar. So, but that was more for, um, just finding practice questions. Um, so for topic review, again, gold standard books, um, my old notes. And so the next, um, Thing that I'm going to mention, um, it may or may not um, still be a thing um, when you're taking the OAT, but um, I had friends that were taking the DAT. So the DAT is similar to the OAT. Um, it's the dental admissions test. The only difference is that they don't have physics and they have a perceptual abilities test. But my friend was taking this course um, called iPrep Dental, really, really expensive. Um, but she was um, nice enough to let me borrow her um, organic packet. Now, that was a saving grace. Um, again, I personally wouldn't spend the money on the course. I think the course is around $2,000. Um, I don't know if they have an optometry option, um, to be honest. I'm not sure. 
Um, but organic chemistry is organic chemistry. You know, you test the same mechanisms, same synthesis problems, um, which by the way, weren't that many of them on the exam. So I wouldn't lose sleep over it. So she um, let me borrow that for um, just organic chemistry review. And then for biotopic review, I got the AP Bio Cliff Notes book, the yellow book. Um, that was like $10 on Amazon. Again, really inexpensive. Um, so just to summarize, for topic review, for bio, I have the AP Bio Cliff Notes. For general chemistry, I had the gold standard book. For physics, I had the gold standard book. And for organic chemistry, I had the iPrep dental packet. Um, but if you don't have that, the gold standard also has some um, organic chemistry um, review books. So that's what I did for topic review. And then for practice problems and practice questions, I used two different things. I used the Kaplan book. That was my Bible. I love that book. Highly, highly recommend it. Really inexpensive for what you get. Um, and they really, they have some topic reviews. Um, I just didn't think it was as thorough um, as the other books. Um, again, you're comparing, you know, a whole book only talking about bio as opposed to the Kaplan, which condensed everything. Um, but that was good for, you know, the last couple of weeks um, leading up to the exam when everything was all in one book that was very convenient and made it less overwhelming. So the last resource that I utilized was the um, OET Orgoman Destroyer. So these books are usually, I think the whole bundle is $250. But I was lucky enough to buy it secondhand off of um, a friend in my pre-optometry club. Um, so that saved me a little bit of money there. They had a math destroyer, a physics, and then the natural sciences. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they might have had one for reading as well. Um, I can't really remember. But that book was really, really hard. Um, I remember the first time I attempted um, a couple questions from that book, I felt so crappy about myself and I thought that I was gonna go in, fail the exam, but um, they make these questions intentionally very hard so that you're prepared for the worst. Like you go into the exam, you already, you've already been doing these really hard questions so once you're in the exam, you're like, oh my gosh, this is easy. And this is how I felt. Um, the OET questions were, for the most part, very straightforward. Um, I'll, again, talk about my exam experience in a little bit here. But um, yes, if you do decide to get the OET Destroyer, um, it's really, really good. It makes sure that you are prepared for the worst case scenario. but the real questions are not this hard, so don't feel discouraged if you're not doing very well on them. I never broke a 300 on that book, I'm going to be completely honest, but I did just fine on the real exam, so I wouldn't worry about that. Now, these are just the resources that I personally chose to use in my OAT prep, but I'm going to go ahead and also tell you the resources that other people have told me that um, they found very helpful, and I'll also be sharing some free resources with you. 
So the two other prep courses that were very popular among um, pre-optometry students were the OAT bootcamp and the Kaplan OAT um, live sessions. So the OAT bootcamp, um, they have two different memberships. Um, one, I think, is $500, and then the other one is $900. Um, I don't know exactly the difference between both of them, but I know that boot camp usually has videos and then practice exam questions, um, and they give you a real score for each individual section. Um, so a lot of people found that helpful because it was just one course. You pay the $500 or $900, and then you have everything on one platform, um, which was nice. Um, another free resource that went along with the boot camp is their um, biology notes. So you can um, go ahead and print off their OAT biology notes for completely free. Um, so I use those as well. Um, I print them off and I think it was around 120 pages. It was very condensed, but they touched on every subject. And I thought it was very, very helpful, especially the last few days leading up for the exam. So that is um, OET Bootcamp. You can check them out if you think you might be interested in doing that. Um, the last resource that um, other people told me that they found really helpful was the live sessions with Kaplan. Um, so that course um, can vary anywhere from $900 to $1,200. Um, they have some self-paced options and a um, on-schedule option. Um, again, it's run by Kaplan, so they will have, you know, um, full-length practice exams and also some topic reviews. Um, I don't know exactly um, how the course is um, structured and set up, but um, you can check them out. They do have reps that you can reach out to, and they also have financing options, which I thought was really convenient, especially in times like this um, when, you know, funds are not at an all-time high. And if you really wanted to do the Kaplan course, they do have 0% um, financing options. So if that is something that you think you might be interested in, definitely reach out to a Kaplan rep and they'll um, be more than happy to help you with that. Kaplan also has some free resources. So you can sign up for a free full-length OAT practice exam. Um, so I took advantage of that um, a week before my exam and it was real time structured very similar to the real exam. And this just helped me, again, you know, be comfortable with the amount of questions and the amount of time and just preparing myself mentally and physically to sit um, in front of a computer screen answering questions for that long. So that was really helpful. So I highly recommend doing that even if you um, choose not to um, go through with the Kaplan course. You can take advantage of the free full-length exam. Now, last thing um, that I'm going to mention here um, is specifically for physics, um, but he also has videos for chemistry, is Chad's prep. Um, I think he's also available on Course Saver, if I'm not mistaken. But um, Chad's prep, I think you can have a free option, um, which is where you'll just um, watch his videos. They're very, very detailed and thorough, um, and he covers every single topic. Um, and there he has an option where it's a monthly subscription of, I think, nine or ten dollars. Again, very inexpensive. Um, and they have um, quizzes after every video just to test your knowledge of the topics discussed in the video. 
Um, I did that only my last month of prep just so I can, you know, get more practice with questions because um, I found for myself that I learn best when I test my knowledge um, right after I study a certain uh, subject. So you can do the free option um, or you can do the membership. Um, I just have to say they're the same exact videos. The only difference is with the um, monthly membership, you get those quizzes and feedback and you can also email him um, and he'll um, reach back to you with you know additional feedback on how you can improve. So I'm done talking about prep. Um, so I just want to dedicate the last portion of this episode to answering some of your questions and also giving you generalized tips that I may not have touched on or just reiterate some things um, that are highly, highly beneficial when prepping for the OAT. I know how nerve-wracking this might be, and especially in times like this, but one thing I really, really want you to know is that your OET score isn't um, the end-all, be-all. You know, you don't have to get a 400 or a 390 to be a competitive applicant. Um, I was well below a 350 on my exam. I'm uncomfortable sharing, like, my exact score. Um, but, you know, if you want to reach out to me personally, um, I'm um, more than well, more than happy to discuss my um, personal stats with you. Um, if, you know, you're applying and you don't know where you stand, I can definitely help you with that. But I know when I walked out of that exam, I felt very defeated because on all the OET study groups, people were sharing like these extremely high scores, like a 380, a 400. And I just felt very self-conscious about my score. And I almost contemplated applying. Now, fast forward two months later, I applied to eight schools. I interviewed at seven and got admitted into seven. So if you're looking for a sign, this is it. The OAT, as important as it is, it's not the determining factor of whether or not you're going to get into optometry school and be a great optometrist. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, again, you have to go in knowing that you're giving it your all and you're doing your best. But if you don't get the outcome that you expected or you think your score is very below average, take a leap of faith. and. This brings me to my next piece of advice, which is do your research. So after you take the exam, make sure to take the time and look at the 23 optometry schools, what their um, averages were, um, their minimums if they have any, and you know just kind of gauge and see what scores um, they're willing to accept. Like I know for me, I didn't apply to UC Berkeley because their average was a 350. So Again, I'm going to touch on where to apply in applications on a completely separate episode uh, because that's a whole different topic, but um, understand your OAT score. That's um, a really important thing. Another thing that I wanted to touch on is do not register to take the exam until you're two weeks out, until you feel like you're ready. And that, okay, in two weeks from today, I can sit down and take the exam. Because once you register for it, if you change your mind, I think there's a fee associated with that. 
So just to eliminate the hassle, just book your exam um, two weeks before you wanted to go take it. So my next piece of advice is take the exam before the cycle even opens, just in case you have to retake it. And this just goes without saying, do not overwhelm yourself. Do not use too many resources. I mentioned a lot of resources, but do not you don't have to use all of them. You can only pick and choose um, depending on the time because you, again, remember, we only have eight to ten weeks that we're dedicating to studying for the OAT. So you want to make sure that you're not um, dragging on the studying and you're not using too many resources so that you're overwhelming yourself. Um, which brings me also to uh, my next piece of advice, which is topic review first and then practice questions second. I was guilty of this myself. I loved doing practice questions and, um, you know, finding out what my score would be. And I'll just get, you know, that high of, oh my gosh, I'm doing good. But spoiler alert, the practice questions that you're doing are not going to be the exact same questions that you're going to see on the exam. But what's going to be the same is the topics. So if you test your understanding and knowledge of the topics, you're going to be in way better shape and more prepared to sit down for the exam. Because if you know the topic, you can answer any question on it. But if you can answer one question on the topic, you're not sure if you can answer every single question on the topic. Um, so again, focus on your progress and not someone else's. Um, again, I know this time can be um, very overwhelming, highly intimidating, and it's easy to uh, compare yourself to someone else. But just know that this is your application, this is your journey, and that's your work. No one else is gonna um, take your place. Um, you're the person going through the interview and application process, and most schools do a holistic review. So as long as you do your best, like I mentioned in the um, previous episode, just do your best. Trust your process and not someone else's. Just focus on your progress and just follow your path because that is yours. That's very, very unique to you. Um, so, again, do not overwhelm yourself. Alrighty, I think that is all I have to say for this episode. I know this was a very long one but um, I felt that it was very important. Again, if I didn't um, answer something that you had questions about, feel free to reach out to me and then follow the podcast Instagram at keepin.it.od. Interact with posts and stories. I love to hear your opinion. Um, you can DM me anytime. I try to get back to them as soon as I see them. I get really excited when you guys let me know that you found the episode very helpful. That makes my day that I was able to help at least one person. Um, lastly, if you or someone you know would love to collaborate on an episode, I'd love to have you. Um, just make sure to email me at keepinitodpodcast.hotmail.com um, with collab in the subject line, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, so I'm starting to interview faculty and admissions committees, which is so exciting and such a blessing. So let me know um, who you'd like to see on the show, what schools and programs you want me to bring on. Um, I'd love to bring 
um, as many schools as I possibly can. So just let me know. Um, and I will see you here next week with a brand new episode all about perfecting your personal statement. And as always, we will be keeping it OD. Thank you, guys.